I haven't watched this one in a long time. You've seen this before? I, I, I saw the first Godzilla movie before, but I, I think it was one of the first ones that I watched. And going back into it, I did not expect it to kind of be as kind of dark and depressing as it's, it was. It's horrible, really. I was, I was, I was expecting like a little... A little romp, romp a little through fun monster romp, you Japanese know? culture, dancing kaiju, some real, <laughs> real, real funny musical cues. But no, Next not minute. not at all. Instead, we get a woman crying about how her children are soon going to meet their daddy because they're all going to die in a burning building, all huddled together. I mean, what more could you want from the film? Really, I know, right? It's a, it's the definition of a monster movie, really. Definitive Godzilla, right yeah, here, right here. Well, welcome guys to the first official episode of Podzilla. Yeah, we're doing this. And this episode we're going to be tackling the original Godzilla movie, made in 1954 and directed by Ashiro Honda. Yeah, we, 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 we just watched it together. Yeah, it was pretty good. I liked it. it was, I liked it. Uh, yeah, it wasn't what I was expecting it to be. And it's a lot different from, I guess, uh, we'll see as this podcast goes on, but I get... I feel like Godzilla just gets into this real goofy territory at some point. It, it's it's like a mix of mature while still being, yeah, very goofy, like you said, funny and quirky. Yeah, whereas this 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 wasn't. This is just like a classic, I'd say kaiju film, but it's really more of a natural disaster type situation. Yeah, exactly right. Exactly. Mm. Um, And it was in, it's in black and white. And we, we watched it with, in Japanese, how it was originally made with English subtitles. And I think that's going to yeah. be how we try to do all of these. Majority of these movies are originally made in Japanese. Yeah. And, I mean, why wouldn't you want to watch them with exactly subtitles right. like and that? Sometimes, like, dubbing can just be so strange <laughs> and badly done. So, yeah, we're just going to try watch it in original Japanese, um, unless we, I, I don't know, can't find a copy that isn't. And I do think it really adds to the experience. Yeah, it does. Even just watching this past one, there are moments where even just like Japanese screams. <laughs> I know, right? Just you can't beat them. That real classic <laughs> Japanese cinema. It's great. It's really good. We're still trying to figure out what our podcast structure is going mm. to be. But we're thinking, why don't every episode, Michael, why don't you give us like a why don't you give us a rundown of what happened in the movie? A little oh, shoot. condensed what was the storyline? Who were the major <laughs> players? Yeah, I'm, I'm curious at how all the future movies are going to um, kind of measure up to this one in terms of... Because I mean, you have the same formula most of the time. Yeah. And it's going to be a little bit different as it goes on. Yeah. But basically what happens in this one, Godzilla 1954, mm -hmm. um, we start off near a place called Odo Island. And yeah. from memory, from a few hours ago watching it... <laughs> Um, what happens is that we start off with these fishing boats and just boats on the open ocean and they suddenly get attacked by what seems just like an explosion in the water. You just see like light coming up from the yeah, ocean, yeah, yeah. right? And everybody's screaming at it and nobody knows what's happening and the boat's sinking suddenly. <laughs> yeah. So we assume it's serious. Yeah. Um, and basically the survivors wash up to the shore and from their recounts they tell everybody that there was something. I don't think they even saw it. Nah. But all the news people and... Well, the officials get onto it and word gets out and natives of Odo Island, from hearing these stories um, and after seeing all their fish supply in the ocean disappearing, mm. um, 
they assume that it's a mythical legend called Godzilla yeah. that's come to attack the people. Is it because they did something? Or like they... I. I don't know, because I, I didn't realise that this was actually, like... I, I, I just assumed that the first movie would be, like, people discovering Godzilla. Yeah, no, this this almost feels like it could be a sequel. Yeah. Or there could be a prequel to it. Yeah, exactly. They talk about cool. how in the past there was a legend of a beast in the water and they had to send out a sacrificial girl to... A, a young woman to fend him off and yeah. keep him at bay. Send young women out into the water and do a dance. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, an yeah. exorcism, did they call it? <laughs> they called it an exorcism, exorcism of Godzilla. <laughs> so fun times on Odo Island. Yeah. And later that day, I believe, a storm occurs on the island. And again, we don't really see anything. But a bunch of people, I think it was nine people die due to this horrific storm. And there are sightings of a giant monster. They, they say and insist it's a living creature. And later on, we go to a big court scene. And this movie has a lot of court scenes. Yeah. And I, I found it, it was quite different to movies nowadays in the, the fact that scenes happen, like, really quickly and switch to, from place yeah. to place. Like, it's like a self-contained three-minute scene mm -hmm. and cuts three minutes, completely un, unconnected almost. Three minutes, three minutes, three minutes. And it's like all these... It jumps all over the place, but it doesn't feel rushed or yeah. weird in a way. Totally. I quite like it. Uh, and yeah, so basically there's this dude called Kyohei Yamane, as we know him, Yamane, mm -hmm. and he's a paleontologist and he gives a big talk about how he does believe this creature is Godzilla. Godzilla has come to land because H-bomb testing in the ocean, Yeah, uh, which has caused him to get out because he is frustrated with all the radiation and bombing that's been happening. And in turn, that has also given him radiation-like powers. Yeah. And or it's it, mutated him in some way. Yeah, he's using the power of the hydrogen bombs. Yeah. And, and it was interesting because I think his, in the movie, his explanation was for Godzilla, for what this creature was, is that a dinosaur from the Jurassic period. Yeah, he specifically said Jurassic period. Yeah, escaped or was, has been living this whole time in an underwater cavern. Was it just a cavern under the earth? I don't know because I was thinking about that. Would Godzilla be classified as a land monster or a sea monster? He's more in the sea than he is in the land in this movie. But it says he lives out in a sea cavern. Yeah. So is it still underwater? Yeah, maybe. Because we see later on in the film, we, I mean, no, we'll get into it later. <laughs> no but, spoilers. Yeah, we're pretty much going to be spoiling everything. <laughs> but we see him just like, he sleeps just on like the ground of the yeah. ocean. Just the, the ocean, ocean floor. floor. <laughs> but yeah, uh, so the paleontologist Yamane, along with... A wonderful cast of characters, such mm -hmm. as... Oh, is this me? Oh, you can you know the characters. Oh, shoot. Um, Just quickly, real quick. We have Ogata. Ogata, yeah. Who's this nice young man. I don't even know what his profession was, but I guess I, he's I in the army or something? he was in charge of one of the boats or something. Yeah, so we've got Ogata, and we've got his kind of love interest, who mm. was Emiko. Emiko. And we find out as the movie goes on, we were a bit confused at first, but... Amiko is Yamada, the paleontologist's daughter. Yeah. And Amiko is actually betrothed or is a fiancé to another man called Dr. Shiwazawa. Who was a colleague of uh, Yamane. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I did pick up on that. So we've got Yamane, who's this paleontologist. We've got his colleague, which is Shiwazawa. Shiwazawa is also friends with Ogata. Shiwazawa and Amiko are betrothed, but then... 
Amiko and Ogata have now fallen in love? <laughs> it'll, it'll make more sense as we go on. It's a whole family Basically, affair. Yeah. Yamane, the paleontologist, yeah. and his daughter, Amiko, and her love interest, Ogata. Ogata. Uh, they're the young couple and basically they go along with him to um, Odo Island mm-hmm. and they catch him on a bunch of tracks. Uh, Godzilla's footprints they found, which is kind of undermined by the fact that they immediately see Godzilla yeah. right afterwards. Yeah. It's and like, what could this thing be? Ah, oh, there it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's great the way they did it. They say he's over the hill. Yeah. He randomly pops up over the hill and we see like this short scene of just his head popping over yeah. a giant hill. It's the best thing ever. And then like he ducks back down and next minute he's completely disappeared and you see yeah. tracks going back into the ocean. But it's actually the first look at Godzilla we see. Yeah. And he look he looks. He looks <laughs> uh, not the best. Like for the first look at Godzilla, it, it it's interesting because it doesn't look like a lot of the other, and, and I know why it is, I'll talk about it later, but it doesn't, a lot of the other scenes that we see of Godzilla when he's like on a rampage or walking around, his face looks very different to this first face yeah. that we see. It looks kind of he's like almost, animatronic or... He's almost got like googly eyes as well. Yeah, it just looks bad. <laughs> it, the first appearance of Godzilla is just bad. It looks yeah, like yeah, yeah. demented in some way and just like... It looks like he has a bit of a rash or a couple growths. <laughs> exactly. He survives through some a hydrogen bomb. There we go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mutations. Yeah. That's what we'll call it. And uh, in this appearance, Godzilla doesn't do anything on that island. He immediately goes back away. But it leads to basically uh, the, the story splits. And we're kind of... One side is following Godzilla and what he eventually does. Mm. Um, the army starts uh, bombing him with... Oh, what's it called? I don't know, just like depth charges, they called it. They said depth charges. Pretty much they were like shooting bombs into the sky, which then fell into the ocean. And exploded in the ocean. Yeah. Because that is fun, and you should do that with a giant monster. Exactly. Um, They set up these like giant, in like the space of like a couple days, they set up like giant 30 meter tall, (laughs) 50,000 volt electric fences to try to stop them. Yeah, let's put these electric fences all around the coast, and it's just massive, (laughs) and I... One second it's not there, next second it's completely... <laughs> it literally happens in the shortest amount of yeah, time. They're completely set up for this huge attack. Oh. Um, and he... It, it does nothing to him. He no. just runs through him. And the other on the other side of the story, we kind of follow um, the paleontologist Yamane mm-hmm. and his struggle with what's happening to Godzilla because the army's trying to kill him. And Yamane, if Godzilla's the last of his species, humanity kind of attacked Godzilla... I believe it's the him in this movie. Yeah, I think so. Um, that we may change that later on. Uh, but basically, if humanity attacked him with the age bombs, Godzilla is only retaliating. We shouldn't really be trying to kill him. We should be trying to learn and study him. Exactly. And he's a paleontologist. He's a scientist. Yeah. He just wants... This is a like, massive scientific discovery. A dinosaur's still around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what better research opportunity? Exactly. Um, and we're also following... Ogata isn't really doing anything, is he? He's pretty much just always there when Amiko, um, Yamane's daughter's around. I think he's like the nowadays equivalent, uh, the olden day equivalent of kind of like the handsome man in the movie. Yeah, but it seems like he's also like, you're right, <laughs> uh, but it seems like he's also like the team lead or has some sort of authority because he's just like, yeah. he's the one who's pulling all the strings and like... We see him make one proper decision in the movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, but um, um, he's kind of just doing his thing. Amiko... Um, she actually has, she's probably one of the more main characters in this movie. I think so, yeah. 
she goes off in search of the scientist, her ex... Her fiancé. Her... They're still betrothed, They're I still betrothed, yeah. Yeah. Her fiancé, a scientist called... Dr. Shiwazawa. Shiwazawa, yeah. okay. Getting used to these Japanese, <laughs> Japanese names. I'm going to start listing them off like Yeah, that. by the end of this, we're going to be... Shiwazawa, he's been researching on a bunch of stuff, and he's kind of keeping hush-hush about what he's doing. He's kind of like cut scenes. himself off from the world, and he's just in his yeah, lab. Yeah, he's in just, recluse. Yeah, and it's completely disconnected from everything else going on. Like, he's not doing experiments because of Godzilla. He's just already... <laughs> no, yeah, he's just doing his thing. He's just playing around with oxygen and hydrogen. and <laughs> Yeah, uh, she kind of confronts him and... Not confronts, she kind of has a chat to him, and he shows her what he's been working on, which is this oxygen... There was a word for it. Not an oxygen bomb. Oxygen destroyer, I think Oxygen it. destroyer. We see him use it on a tank of fish, and what it does is he drops it in. It's like a little pallet. Yeah, it's a metal pallet, almost the size of a golf ball. Yeah. And he says he drops it in the water. It destroys the oxygen in the water. Removes the oxygen and turns it to fluid? It removes the oxygen in the water, and it turns the oxygen in the organic material, which is the fish, and it splits it into fluid. Yeah. Which kind of immediately decomposes all the fish we see. Yeah. And Amiko's not having a bit of it. No. She... <laughs> she, like, <laughs> has the craziest, like, scream and straight away just... Yeah, yeah, yeah. ...goes she, into his arms when she sees all these fish die. And she cries a bit in this movie, but it's really funny because she does it in a way that it seems like she's really happy and smiling. you got to love her, it. yeah. It keeps so many, like, <laughs> close-up cuts to her face and she's... You can tell she's sad, but it's just... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, she's having a ball. <laughs> And she vows not to tell anybody about it, which she kind of goes back on later. Yeah. Um, and we see, yeah, gods are doing a bunch of rampages through the city. And he's just destroying everything and killing everyone. Yeah, I... A lot of the future movies that I'd seen of this, it, it was a lot of rampaging. But in this movie, they actually touch a lot on, like, what it does to the people. Exactly. There's so many people crying and so many, like, families losing people and just... Yeah, we, we saw there was a scene where he... Has oh, his fire breath in this? Yeah. It's great. It's like, it looks like gas. Yeah. It's, it's, it's really cool. He basically lights up a giant uh, hotel or town center or something. Yeah. And we see a woman and her two children, like, get burned and praying to... Yeah, just saying that she's, like, telling them they're going to see their father soon. Which and... is quite dark for this movie. I wasn't it prepared was for so it. dark. It was like... And also, we see, like, journalists... In the same scene, just like recording him and like talking about Godzilla, letting everyone know on the radio there must have been on TV. Yeah. And Godzilla just goes towards them, literally like snaps what they're standing on in half and just kills them all. And we see them all plummet yeah. to their death. We see him like picking up train cars and biting them. People and hopping into cars, him like fire breathing the yeah. cars. There's a lot of death in this movie. And it's interesting because Godzilla's always, well, what he'll become or what he's known as nowadays is like an anti-hero, right? He's like, sure, he's a big monster, but he usually helps he humanity. He fights other monsters. He fights other monsters. He saves us. Yeah. Well, yes, no. He's just <laughs> destroying everything in sight. I'm actually really curious about how, because Godzilla's become like a big pop culture icon now. Yeah, absolutely. And a lot of people love him and Godzilla's so awesome. Yeah. I wonder how that started stemming from this movie because in this one, he's... He's pretty much the bad person. Yeah, and he's, he's pretty scary with his demented, he's... radioactive face. You know, <laughs> his googly eyes. Yeah, but I'm I'm curious to see as the movies progress how he becomes kind of this person that humanity and us as the viewers kind of start to enjoy and root for. Yeah, more. Yeah, it will be very interesting. 
so he finishes rampaging through the city. He goes back into his ocean lair and the humans in all of Japan's kind of wallowing in despair. They don't know what to do. They've tried everything. Yeah, they're really broken. And we, we see that there's like giant, uh, huge schools of girls, like all singing songs of despair and loss. Yeah, it's been stuff. played over all the radios. And we see yeah. like hospitals or I guess makeshift centers set up for everyone who's wounded. Or Yeah. Like we see a girl crying over her dead mum. And then her mum's taken off and one of the ladies is like, don't worry, you'll see her again soon. But we know she's dead. It's just like so... Yeah, it's really tragic. Yeah, totally. And so flip back to um, Dr. Shiwazawa. There we go. Shiwazawa. And Emiko. And we saw that we saw that he showed her the oxygen destroyer. Yeah. And Ogata ends up going to him with Emiko. And... Th- they kind of... Amigo tells Ogata about it. And, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And they end up going to him and confronting him about it and kind of forcing him to use that to destroy Godzilla. I know. He's like, I don't... This is worse than the hydrogen bombs and the other things that mankind's mm. using to destroy each other. If anyone gets their hands on this, this is like the end of the world. Yeah, he goes on for a long time saying like, if, if even if I destroy these... Like, even if I did use this to destroy Godzilla... Yeah. Even if I did destroy the documents, it would still be dangerous. I'm still alive. There's no way I could be living with this because governments will get it. It'll never stop. Someone will get it out of him or force him to tell them how to make these things. It's just... And then he changes his mind when he sees all the girls singing in school. Yeah, he hears, <laughs> he hears the choir girls singing their songs in despair and it kind of touches him. And uh, like, we, we, we make it sound slightly funny, but it is actually quite a... Yeah, it was... It, I, I was surprised with how moving this movie was and how, like, as we've said before, kind of how, like, dark and full of despair. Yeah. It was pretty... Yeah, it's it's interesting. This is the first Godzilla movie, definitely. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, they end up basically using the oxygen destroyer in the ocean, killing Godzilla and, I guess, a bunch of the fish and wildlife yeah, cause in the surrounding area. Yeah, because it's Shiwazawa and Ogata both go down together yep. to drop the oxygen destroyer. Yeah. Ogata... Goes back up, expecting Shiwazawa to come back up. And he cuts his rope and oxygen line. Yeah, so Shiwazawa dies, and I guess the secret of how to make this oxygen destroyer dies. Yeah. When he himself, his organic material and oxygen turns to fluid. Yeah. Um, But Godzilla. Uh, Yeah, and he sees, we see him looking at Godzilla. Godzilla does die here. Yeah, which, like, what? The first Godzilla movie, and he dies. We see him literally turn to, ske- to we see his skeleton, and then we just see him completely just decompose yeah. in the water. And I don't actually know how he comes back in the later movies, <laughs> I can't so I guess either. we'll find out. Yeah, but yeah, that's basically it. Everybody starts living Godzilla-free lives. And Shiwazawa, his last like words were telling Ogata that it's okay if Ogata is with Amiko, and he wishes them well. Yeah, he wishes them a happy. Uh, that they'll be happy together. Yeah, there you go. And Yamane, he's quite sad at the end. Yeah. Because he's still thinking, it's such a shame that we had to kill Godzilla. Last of his species, he flippin' survived a bunch of radioactive bombing. We could learn from that. Yeah. And And just as a paleontologist. Exactly. Why wouldn't you? But there's that little bit of foreshadowing that he has. And I think it's one of the last words of the movie that's like, who knows? There could be other Godzillas out there. Yeah, he says, who knows? Because... Another Godzilla may pop up somewhere else in the world. Yeah. So they did kind of set it up for a sequel. There could be other dinosaurs living in these caverns or... So we got to stop 
hydrogen bombing. Yeah, there we go. We gotta we gotta be nice to the environment. We don't know what will come crawling out. Um, but yeah, good job. That was that was that was a good Ooh. little recap. Shot. Um, good. I guess did we? What, what did you? What did you like about the movie? Whew. What did I like about the movie? This might. I don't know if it changes later on. Like I said, I've only seen a few of them before. Yeah. But what I've seen of the Godzilla franchise and what this sets up really well is kind of the the view of humanity and mm. the focus on the humans in all of these stories. Because I don't think in any of the ones I've seen before, and I don't even know which ones I have seen before, <laughs> but none of the humans have been memorable. And, and that's I know that that's everyone's like criticism with Godzilla. Even the newer ones, everyone's like, hey, monster battles are good. But <laughs> no, you don't care about any of that. Humans stuff. are lame. Yeah, why do we need to... But even just looking at this as a individual movie, mm. it it really I'm I'm impressed at how it kind of shows humanity's perspective towards this whole situation. And even if we don't get to know the characters that well, even if there isn't a bunch of character development, they're still an integral part of the story and probably more of a focus on them than there is on Godzilla. Yeah, Godzilla's just kind of this massive unstoppable force that they're trying to counter yeah and uh, he almost doesn't seem like a character right he just yeah seems he's like not a, a character and I, I said this to Jason before it almost seems more like a natural disaster movie yeah where something bad's happening in the background and it kind of forces humanity to come together mm. and band together in support of fighting this thing yeah and that was really cool mm. I mean Godzilla was cool yeah but as a as a first entry to this kind of franchise that I think that's going to leave a mark on me yeah. At least for this first movie. That's cool. Mm. And these characters, you're, you're completely right. These characters are kind of, they're, they're like, they're unforgettable in a way that a lot of the other ones I've seen are. Like, yeah. Dr. Shiwazawa has an he, eye he's patch. He's got an eye patch. He's got his like, oh, I need to die with my work attitude. Like, it's... It's, it's cool. And, and you mentioned before... It's iconic. You started watching the movie and you were saying, I really don't remember any of this. Oh, he's the only part I remember. I knew there was a yeah, guy with an eye patch. Said, you specifically said, I only remember there was somebody with an eye patch. <laughs> yeah. And we saw him and he's like, ah, there he is. There's the dude. The man himself. Um, yeah. I mean, what did you like about it? I, I'm with you. I, I really like the, I really like the human characters in this one. I also, as we've said before, I just really liked how hard it hit. It just hits you out of left field sometimes with these like emotional scenes or these scenes that actually were dark and hard hitting. Mm. that I didn't expect to I didn't expect to see or feel yeah and yeah it's it's really I don't know I I don't know if I've seen like a kaiju movie like this before that's even like going back to the newer Godzilla's and stuff they just don't do it they do it all it's all spectacle nowadays which is cool in its own right yeah there's more of a focus on the monsters yeah whereas this one it literally starts off with a boat of people they're all singing and doing their thing playing yeah. like guitars and stuff on a ship and they all die yeah, exactly. It's the first thing we see, so right off, right off the gate. Yeah, there's just the, you just know that there's consequences, and you know that it's like... I yeah. know. It's, it's a very real threat. It's a very real threat. So I like that. I also... Yeah, I liked Godzilla. It was, um, his, it was real cool how they did a lot of the scenes, because it, I think a lot of the destruction was done by miniatures. Yeah. It was real cool to see how they did it. Yeah, so it was... And I mean, I mean Godzilla in this was a guy in a costume... Um, well, majority of the time he was. Oh. I'll go into that a bit. I've read up a bit about it. But um, yeah, it was just real cool. And I know especially for something in like the 1950s. Yes, was, this movie was made in 1954. The special effects were impressive. It was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it was great. Like, I was thinking about some of the scenes. They had scenes where we talked about the, the giant electric fences. Yeah. 
where he used his fire breath to is it called fire breath atomic breath where he used his atomic breath to burn them <laughs> yeah and even just that they had like these cool scenes of all of the electric fences burning and melting with yeah. all the fire and i don't know how they did that and how they filmed it without getting like because it looked good high contrast or whatever yeah. i didn't think they'd be able to film it. i didn't think they'd be able to film it with those 15 uh, 1950 cameras yeah but it worked really well very it was a very impressive movie yeah it was very very good next i i i guess if we do this for every movie going forward just i guess talk about who our favorite human characters were and who our favorite <laughs> kaiju characters were and talk about the kaiju yeah and this one i guess the only kaiju was godzilla yeah um it's pretty memorable first appearance but it was this godzilla's only appearance yeah this character is this, not the same as the other godzillas in the other movies he died unless there is a movie that's a prequel i don't think there is it might be i don't know i kind of hope there is it'll be cool but this is the only movie with this godzilla yeah in yeah so yeah all the appearances in the future will be different quote unquote characters exactly different iterations or different i don't know how to say it. you can't say different people <laughs> but different different godzillas yeah and uh, this one was very much just hey you guys woke me up with these hydrogen bombs. You did something to me, I'm going to do it. I'm just going to destroy everything. <laughs> and I'm angry. So that was pretty much that whole, this whole Godzilla's yeah. character motivation summed up. But yeah, I mean, we've talked about the human characters already. I, I, I really liked them. My favorite was probably old Yamane, the paleontologist. Oh, really? Yeah, I liked him. I just liked his attitude of, hey, no one is actually thinking about what this means, that the yeah. dinosaur's still around. We should actually try to learn something from it. Nobody was listening to him. Yeah, no one was listening to him. So it was, it was pretty cool that we just had this this character with these conflicts going on throughout the whole movie. Who, who was your yeah. favourite? It'd be a toss-up between Odomiko and yeah. Shiwazawa. Yeah. Because I, I did like him. He was real cool. He was cool. And for he wasn't in it much either. No, like, he, all up, he has probably the smallest... Um, smallest main character role yeah if he is main character actually no I'd, I'd say he's my favorite simply because the fact that he was standing up so much for what he thought was right mm. and i know that sounds very cliche but even with um the threat of godzilla yeah he is thinking and he changes his mind but he is thinking about uh, the wider world and yeah. the implications he doesn't want this um oxygen destroyer of his to get into the wrong hands and that conflict made sense, like, to me, the way yeah. he was talking about it and the way he was struggling with it. It made perfect sense. And I, that's something I really liked about this movie as a whole also, is that a lot of movies nowadays, there are slight, um, almost plot holes in them. Yeah. The way the characters think and act don't really... They contradict themselves They sometimes. contradict themselves. Like, yeah. there are other easy options. But in this one, it, it made it very real in the fact that all the, all the characters and all the humans acted very humanly. Yeah. Which I really liked that. Yeah. And his eye patch. Yeah, I mean, there you go. Classic. Could go for a classic Shiwazawa cosplay sometime. <laughs> there you go. Eye patch. White eye patch lab coat. In a, no, no. Eye patch in a um, you hold underwater the, diving tank. Yeah, and you hold the oxygen destroyer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it could work so well. good. Um, so you didn't, you didn't like Ogata? I liked him, but it didn't seem like he was... I'm with you. He was kind of just like always it, there. And he was just... Everyone else kind of had personality. Yeah, he was, was kind of just the poster boy. Yeah, exactly. And it's going to be interesting because the actor of him, Akira Takarada, he um, comes back. He's in a lot. Of, he's not playing the same character, oh, but he's, he's playing a lot of the main characters throughout the series. So it's going to be interesting to see if he can get above that token male status. And it's not 
Wait, so it's not recurring... It's not the character coming back. I don't think so, but I, I, I might be wrong. I hope if he does, he'll actually give him, like, a bit of character. A bit yeah. more, yeah, drive. Because this one was very stoic. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I have um, gone and grabbed some facts from all over the place. Good old Wikipedia and IMDb. Oh, um, trivia and all that? Yeah, a, a bit of trivia about this movie, about how it was made. I thought we could do this for each of the movies Let's we go. touch on. Um, first off, though, I just wanted to... I just wanted to say that this is the first movie, not only in the Godzilla franchise, but in the Showa era of Toho Productions. Toho is the production company. Uh, were there any? Do you know if there were any Toho movies before this? I think there was. Yeah, I'm, I'm not too sure, but I think that there was. And and I think there's. I mean, th- this is called the Showa era because of it refers to the Japanese emperor of the time. Oh, so it's quite literal. So it's literal, hey, in Japan, this is the Showa era. So these are the movies made within this era. That's cool. It makes sense. Yeah, it does make sense. And it's not something I realized before. I just thought it was crazy, like Godzilla term that meant something. Um, but yeah, Showa era. And then later on, we'll get into the Heisei and the Reiwa era. And oh, those emperors as well? Yeah, the emperors as well. So it's Showa, Heisei, Millennium, which isn't an emperor, <laughs> but then Reiwa. Right, well, okay. So it's going to be interesting to touch on those as we go along. It's interesting because something I was reading about the the first, when people coming up with the ideas of this first Godzilla movie, mm. they just knew that they wanted to make a monster movie. Right. And everything kind of, I guess, got a lot more fleshed out from them. They then decided that they wanted to, from a monster movie, they also wanted the monster to symbolize the nuclear holocaust from Japan's perspective. <laughs> Okay, that makes a lot of sense. And that's why I guess it, it makes a lot more sense when you realize that, right? They wanted Godzilla to be this metaphor for nuclear weapons or what they do to the country. That's quite cool because it's almost as if then the movie's not... It's like they didn't build the story up from there's a giant creature, Godzilla. Yeah. It's almost like an underlying... We just want this this threat. Yeah. And that you feel that, right? Because, I, I yeah, mean, before, before they decided on a dinosaur, they wanted it to be an octopus, or they went through a few <laughs> ideas for things. Godzilla was originally, I mean, the name Godzilla or Gojira means gorilla and whale, and they wanted it to kind of look oh, like really? a whale or a gorilla. So it's just kind of this, they wanted a threat to just be this massive nuclear type threat. Right. And they decided upon Godzilla, That's which... Cool. It works really well. It works well. And you can tell... I mean, you can feel, like, the destruction, and it's quite powerful. Like yeah. It's, it's really powerful. Yeah. Another thing, the interesting thing that I read up about was the Godzilla suit in this one. Yeah, because Godzilla, at least for his first, first quite a few appearances, it's a person in a suit. Yeah. Well, and most of the time, which was interesting, because I thought it's all of the time. Yeah. But for this movie in particular, they constructed a Godzilla suit. Right. Made out of bamboo sticks to make a frame and then it added metal mesh and things like that, molten rubber. And then they additionally created a smaller scale mechanical hand-operated puppet oh. that sprays steams of mist from its mouth and is used in all the close-up shots. <laughs> That's really cool. So they would use that for all the scenes where he's using his atomic breath. Yeah, and that first scene, I think, when we see him like put his head up over the mountain, the hill, that's why it looks so strange, is because it is not this rubber suit. It's this animatronic, animatronic hand-like frame? thing. Yeah, hand-operated mechanical puppet. That's cool. I'm constantly surprised at how, how great the technology they use in these films are. 
It's it's awesome, man. Eh? Just in this in this era, like I always like we were saying something about helicopters in the first part. Yeah, they use like majority of the destruction scenes in it. You see the aftermath, all the buildings on fire, all the helicopters like crash into the ground, all the tanks and stuff. It's all just like miniature sets, and yeah. it's all like I guess it's it's still practical. It's not all CGI. It's practical. It works really well. Yeah. I almost prefer it to CGI nowadays. I do too. I mean, sure, you can tell sometimes it's miniatures, but it just, I guess you get the scale a yeah. lot more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't detract from it. it's like, the... that thing's actually on fire. It's not, <laughs> yeah. it's not just added in post. You can tell. As we watch through these, a lot of different actors portray Godzilla. So right. we'll, we'll be able to see, um, and we'll keep track of who did these performances oh, as we go along. So Godzilla almost has different personalities you can see throughout the movies through like who's acting, acting as them yeah exactly <laughs> so this one was two godzilla actors were in this first godzilla movie okay haruo nakajima and katsumi tezuka so nakajima and tezuka tezuka yeah and they were chosen to perform in it because of their strength and endurance <laughs> at the costume fitting however Nakajima fell down while inside the suit due to the heavy latex and inflexible materials used oh. to create it. So, the first version of the suit ended up being cut in half. And different halves were used for different scenes. Scenes only requiring partial shots of Godzilla or close-ups were just used with the top half of the body. And they'll just wear <laughs> the bottom half of the suit for Nakajima to wear if they were doing like just him stomping, stomping on, on things stuff. or walking around. That's interesting. So that's it's real cool. They had the mechanical puppet mm-hmm. for the atomic breath and the close-ups on the face. Yeah. They had half of the body, top half for top half moments. Yeah. They had the bottom half for him walking around, and then they, they additionally full scale suit. Yeah, they made a second identical suit that's a lot lighter than the first suit, but was used mm. for before the full body moments. And it still, though, Nakajima, when he was acting in this suit, he was only able to be inside it for three minutes at a time before he would pass out from heat. Wow. So... So it's quite a taxing role. Yeah, I mean, it's said that Nakajima lost 20 pounds during the production of this film. Oh my film. goodness. It must have been exhausting, like three-minute takes at a time, him in the suit, getting out of it, or just taking the head off, or I don't know how it worked. Yeah, and I know you've been to stuff like, um, we have a convention here. Yeah, Armageddon. Armageddon Expo. And you've worn masks and I've worn a perhaps. single latex mask. <laughs> and you had trouble even with just that. <laughs> that was killing me throughout the day, yeah. You so. have to take that off so often. Uh, so I couldn't even imagine what a full body suit would be like. Because that that is start to heat up real fast. I know. So it was physically it was physically taxing. Wow. But Nakajima went on and we'll see him go on to portray this monster, Godzilla, and other monsters until his retirement in 1972. 72 so we've got a couple decades that's like 18 years yeah and the other performer tezuka filmed scenes in the godzilla suit but due to his older body was unable to fully commit to the physical demands required to required by the role so as a result we only see a few of tezuka's scenes in it his shots before it it was just too taxing for him and he couldn't do anymore (laughs) and majority of this godzilla's nakajima nakajima okay so that's that's crazy that's really cool. So we'll start to see him pop up a lot more in the future installments. Yeah, see how his performance... I guess see how the Godzilla suit changes as well. It'll be interesting to see how yeah. they kind of... Because in every movie, they kind of redesign it a little bit. Yeah, we get a slightly different Godzilla. 
So I guess we can also talk about the slight changes that happen every movie. Yeah, and it'd be cool to keep track of the changes, who was acting at it, and which Godzilla this was. Because, again, yeah. going forward, this, there'll be different Godzillas in this first one. We need to create like some sort of Godzilla timeline. Because I know, like, <laughs> yeah. Sun, uh, there's a movie, Son of Godzilla, that comes up in the future. So there's obviously yeah. some, like, family uh, tree yeah. there that happens. This this Godzilla creature has a son. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. We'll see. We'll see. Last little fact I um, found about this movie was that they, they tried so many different things to be able to make the iconic Godzilla roar. Yeah, because um, we heard it when we first saw him hop up over the hill. Yeah. And we heard it once at the end. When he's like walking away? Times. Yeah. Uh, no, he comes out of the water before he dies. Oh, that's right. And he does a final one. And he looks at everybody and does a final scream. Yeah. But it's a really iconic, cool scream. I know. It's like everyone will know the Godzilla scream, I reckon. Yeah. Everyone and they, will they've know kept it, it consistent through to the modern movies. Yeah. Which is real cool that they kept it the same. Apparently, yeah, they tried, they tried heaps of different animals, um, but ended up just using a leather glove. And Wait, are you serious? It's not even an actual animal? No, no. It's a, it's a leather glove that they rub through loosened lower strings on a contrabass. Oh, What's a contrabass? I didn't even... A I'm guessing it's bass? some kind of bass <laughs> that's been... <laughs> Let part me of contrabass. Yeah. Uh, contrabass. I'm a bass player. I should yeah. learn the contrabass. There you go. I should try to recreate his... You play the contrabass with a leather glove. Okay, so it's, it's almost basically like a double bass, a cello. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so it's upright. Your, one of your iconic, like, um, orchestra instruments. Orchestral pieces. So they're rubbing a uh, loose string yeah. with a rubber glove, and then they're just altering the pitch and speed until they, until they wow. create it as raw. I'm sure there'll be a video somewhere. Yeah, it'll be cool to, cool to, to check it. out. Yeah. Have a look at that. Yeah, I think that's all the segments that we... Loose segments. Yeah, th- these loose segments will kind of be how we'll try and do it, for the start at least. Yeah. So we'll do our little recap that Micah will sort out. Uh, we'll have share some highlights or a bit about the movie, what we liked about it, and we'll touch on the humans and the kaiju characters. I'll I'll throw a few facts your way, yeah, and then yeah. we will end on our overall thought and rating. Yeah, because I'm curious to see how you would. Are we gonna Are we gonna rate it kind of in its own Godzilla bubble or as a movie in itself? Ah, uh, I do not know. Oh, that's a good. That's a good. I, th- I think we should do it in its Godzilla bubble. Yeah. If we're recommending it to you guys, listeners. Yeah. Um, this might be a good indication of how much we'd recommend you watch this movie. Yeah. Uh, there might be some dumb Godzilla movies down the road. Yeah. That you might not need to see as much. No. But try try get a good grasp on what the significant ones to watch are if you're really invested in the story. Yeah, totally. That's a good way to do it. Hmm. So how many oxygen destroyers out of five would you <laughs> give this movie? <laughs> Oh, Oxygen Destroyers. I do think it's a great starting point for the gods. I think so as well. It sets it up really nice. And it's very, very unique. Like, I haven't seen anything else quite like this, I don't think. Even, um, because what other kind of, not kaiju, but like giant monster movies have you seen? Oh, I've seen random ones. Like, we Tarantula with a giant spider and them with the giant ants and... Giant ants. I've seen a few crazy... I guess even like... What's, what's the one Journey with... to the Centre of the Earth had some crazy stuff in it. Did it? Yeah. Well, someone's like the giant plant, um, Seymour. <laughs> Little Shop of Horrors. That counts. Yeah, that was a great scene. a monster it. movie. Um, but yeah, comparing to those, this one is real special. Yeah. Even already you can tell there's something about it. And I'm not just saying that because we're doing a 
Godzilla podcast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, I'd, I'd, I'd personally recommend everyone check this out. Yeah, this this is a great starting point. Yeah. And it sets everything up so well. I it might be a little hard to get into as well, just because of the foreign language and the black oh, and white. Yeah, but... if you haven't seen many kind of foreign movies before, mm. or just aren't a fan of the older movies, this might be a little bit jarring. Yeah. It's especially if you're coming back and seeing like all of the practical Godzilla suits yeah, and all that. Exactly. But I'd, rec- I'd recommend you push through. Yeah. I, I will also say, just uh, remembering here, the Japanese culture in this movie, yeah, really cool. Yeah. I, I love seeing, because um, I've been to a couple countries before. And just Did you do the, Japanese at school? I learned it for like a year or a yeah. bit. It, w- it was really cool. And seeing this, like I, I recognize some of the words and stuff. It's, it's really cool just seeing Jap- Japan yeah. in itself. That's awesome. Kind of being highlighted in the movie. Um, I mean, but, it was kind of more of a character than Godzilla was this time around, right? <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, overall rating, I would give it... Let me think here. I would say I would rate it higher, but I know down the road that other monsters along with Godzilla yeah. become more of a focal point. Uh, yeah, totally. Just because this only has Godzilla in and Godzilla isn't really an anti-hero or doesn't show much Doesn't have much else? character, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to rate it four oxygen destroyers out of five exactly my what i was going to rate it as well so yeah. we have four oxygen destroyers out of five for the first godzilla movie yeah. um let us know what you thought of it yeah i'm real keen to hear what everybody else thinks because it'd be cool yeah if we can kind of get this as like a book club a right? little, a little this film, is, this a film is study film club it'd be cool you watch the movie let us know what you think we might start up a discord yeah um just so we can have a chat about things and let us know as well what you thought of the format or what you think we could do to make this a bit better yeah real keen to hear your guys thoughts and just keep improving keep keeping on this podzilla journey yeah exactly um where can they find us jay so you guys can find us at podzilla pod on instagram and twitter uh-huh. so give us a look on those um and yeah we've also got podzillapod at gmail.com if you want to email us but again probably just head over to our discord that might be the best way to get in touch with us yeah. but we will check everything we might be able to chat with you guys have a little discussions about the movies when the episodes come out there yeah that'll be awesome be real cool um and you can also check out our letterbox mine is jay Silla on letterboxd oh gosh and micah i'm guessing is that micah guy <laughs> uh so letterbox is letterboxd with a d no yep. e at the end before the d it's a kind of a movie review site. We prefer it to IMDb. Yeah, it's a bit more like social based. You can see what everyone else is rating things. But I think I'll I'll be rating um, all these on there as well. And I'll do it too. You can hassle me until there I... There you go. That's good. Because I'm, I'm a notoriously late <laughs> reviewer. <laughs> but yeah, you can check out our reviews on there. And you can also have a look um, at the ones we'll be touching up next at my Godzilla and Friends list. So oh, check those out. There. I think um, I'm just... My good- I'm that Micah guy. There you go. That's my handle for a lot of things, so you'll be able to find me there. That's perfect. Anyway, um, thanks so much for listening, guys, and we'll see you with the next movie, Godzilla Raids Again. Oh, looking forward to it. See you guys. You've been listening to Podzilla with your hosts, Jaysha and Micah Drake. Be sure to follow our socials, join our Discord, and check out Cassie Celine, who did our amazing podcast art. The links are all in our show notes. And just a disclaimer that any musical sound effects used in this episode belong entirely to the Toho Company. See you in two weeks.